from Wall Street to the White House. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're going to turn to the economy and the jobs report. Jobs report came out Friday, 187,000 farm payrolls. That's the lowest number uh, since December 2020. And actually, with downward revisions, there were 49,000 downward revisions for May and June. Uh, so the number was really 147,000, and private payrolls revised down, private payrolls uh, down to uh, also about 150,000. So at this point, jobs part, we're going to bring in my great friend Tyler Goodspeed, former chairman of the Council of Economic Advisors, a Hoover Institution fellow. Tyler, are you still in London? I'm actually, oddly enough, I'm back in London. You always seem, we, we always seem to talk when, when I'm in the, the old imperial metropolis. <laughs> well, okay. You're very kind to do this. I appreciate it very much. Uh, it looked like a weak jobs report. Um, wages, let's see, production wages running about 5%. I don't know, that might scare the Fed. Uh, hours worked uh, last three months for production were down almost 2%. Uh, what do you make of this report, Tyler? So on net, Larry, I think this is mostly a story of supply constraints because the market seems to be paying attention to the fact that the job numbers and the revisions were soft. But when you have wage inflation over 5% and rising over the, the past three and six months, when you have wage inflation for production and non-supervisory workers at about five and a half percent and you have the unemployment rate going down the broader u6 unemployment going down labor force participation is is at a high level now for prime prime age workers that to me says demand hasn't cooled that much Hmm. but we're just bumping up against the shortage of workers is that wage number so let's call it five percent now the cpi was what three percent something uh Mm -hmm. But wages are close to 5%. Now, is that a red light warning for the Fed? Is that a base for the inflation rate or not? I think it is something that the Fed will be concerned about because if you have wage inflation running at 5% and underlying productivity growth of 1%, that is just not consistent with price inflation of 2%. Just Mm. arithmetically, it's not. We're talking to Tyler Goodspeed, former CEA chair during the Trump administration. He's kind enough to come to us uh, from London. Tyler, some other stuff that came out this past week. The um, ISM manufacturing fell again or was in negative territory below 50%. I think that's the eighth straight month. Services ISM were also uh, very soft. What's your read on the economy now? My read on the economy is that we've overall we've had some some softening. The Fed has been trying to cool demand, and they've achieved that in the most interest rate sensitive sectors like housing, like business investment, like manufacturing. And to be honest, I think if we had the economy, you're a student of history. I think if we had the economy that we had 40 years ago, we probably would be in recession now. But this is a much more services-oriented economy. It's a much less uh, physical capital-intensive economy than it was when Paul Volcker was tightening. 
So services tend to be a lot more inertial and less mm. interest rate sensitive. What do you do about the inverted yield curve, short rates much higher than long rates? You know, I was looking at the New York Fed model of the yield curve. Uh, it shows a 65% probability of recession in the next 12 months. What do you do with that? Yeah, so it's and, – and I think the Cleveland Med, Fed model has shown the probability over 70%. And, you know, it's a pretty reliable indicator over the past 80 years. Although in, uh, in in fall 2019, I think the yield curve prediction got a bit lucky because I don't think anyone – it was predicting a recession, but I don't think anyone knew about uh, the coming COVID virus at that point. Hmm. I, I think we have to be careful about reading too much into the yield curve right now just because quantitative tightening muddies the waters uh, because of the composition of what's rolling off the Fed balance sheet tends to skew – shorter term, and I think that can kind of skew the picture that's painted by the yield curve. But the the index of leading indicators from the conference board keeps falling. I think it's down 15 straight months. So what do you do with that? It's another data point. It's, uh, and, you know, it, it's, a, it's a helpful indicator over the past 80 years, but not a perfect. There are some false positives. The thing is, when I look at the long-run history of recessions in the U.S., it, it takes a succession of shocks or a cluster of shocks, and they mm. usually have to be pretty big. So I think we've had a big shock, and that's 525 basis points plus of interest rate, rate hikes. I think it's probably going to take another shock that, to really push the overall economy into a period of outright contraction that involves net job losses. So, I don't know, energy, uh, a, a hawkish Fed surprise come fall, but I think it's probably going to take uh, an, another big shot to, to push us over. Is the Fed going to raise rates some more? They're 5.5% right now. Uh, September, uh, there's a debate about that. Do you think they're going to keep going? Well, it's it's tough because I get the sense that there's a, a bit of conflict within the committee, and there are going to be some on the committee who probably really don't want to be hiking further heading into 2024. <laughs> but I get the sense that Jay does not want to go down as Arthur Burns 2.0, and <laughs> I just don't see I don't see us getting back to to two percent or even below two and a half percent. So. Without another, without another hike. So I think, I think he and some of the hawks on the committee are going to want to do at least one more hike, given the think, data. What do you think this guy, Christopher Waller, you know, we appointed him. He's a pretty smart guy. Uh, he's, he's, um, he's a hawk. He's worried about the economy. Uh, what do you think about this guy, Chris Waller? So I think it, it is, it's funny you call him a hawk because I, I would say he's pretty data dependent. And mm. because remember back in 2018, 2019, when the Fed was hiking, when there was no sign of inflation, Chris Waller was saying, hey, why are we hiking? There's, mm. there's no sign of inflation. And we got a ton of people coming on, in off the sidelines. Mm. And now he's, you know, we call him a hawk now because he's been, he's been right over the past year and a half for saying we, we've got an inflation problem and we need to do more about it. 
Yeah, he was right in 2019. So was his boss, uh, who's a what's he, from the St. Louis Fed. Um, yeah, Jim. Jim Bullard. Bullard. Yeah, I mean, yeah, those guys are very, very smart. Uh, uh, that was one of that was one of our better appointments. So, what's your outlook for the economy? What kind of growth we're going to have for the next year? So, let's suppose potential output is 1.8 percent, and right now we're above that. I think that's why we're continuing to see overheating. I, I don't see policy coming out of this administration that can sustain us above 1.8%. So I think that we're probably going down to below 1.8%. And inflation getting down, going down, but, you know, maybe around 3%, a little below, uh, but not back to 2%. And uh, the Fed, I worry, might quietly, without saying so out loud, accept below 3% as good enough. Mm. So it's a stagnant economy. I mean, so it's, we should be growing. We, America should grow at 4 or 5%. If we had good yeah. policies, you know, low taxes and regulations, a strong dollar, uh, the animal spirits seem to be more abundant, Tyler. The, I can't define the animal spirits. Joseph Schumpeter, Gales of Creative Destruction. I haven't talked to him in a while. I usually commune <laughs> with him every so often. I know he's been dead since 1950. But I don't see the animal spirits. I just uh, just don't see it. People aren't happy about that, Tyler. I mean, that's the, that's the remarkable thing, Larry, is that if you survey businesses, if you survey consumers, they are indicating recessionary levels of dissatisfaction with the current state of the economy and the, the, the policies underpinning that economy. And until until businesses and consumers' confidence improves, then I just don't see how we we perform much above what CBO estimated potential. Yeah, so it's kind of like a muddle through. It's a muddle through. Life, liberty, yeah. and the pursuit of happiness. The polls show people just are not happy. I think that's yeah. right. Tyler, what are you doing in London? Real quick, what's what is happening? Are you in? Uh, are you giving a speech or what are you doing? I'm I'm just here for the weather, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> you have a degree from where? Oxford, Cambridge. Cambridge. So I, I did my master's and uh, P- and second PhD at Cambridge, and then taught at Oxford for a few years. And, and now I'm just over to, to to see a few clients. When are you coming home? On Tuesday. When are you coming to New York? You know, you've got to give me a reason to come. Well, we'll put you on the I, show. I I, 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 that would be great. I, I hear, I hear there, there, there's. It's a high crime area these days. So I, I, I'm wary. <laughs> oh, it's terrible! It's just terrible. I drive to Fox. I got to go through 47th Street and 45th Street, and there are hundreds and hundreds of migrants on the sidewalk. Bodies are stacked up. You, it's just not good. I got to tell you, it's just not good. Anyway, Tyler Goodspeed, uh, be safe wherever you are. Pleasure to talk to you again. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. And on the other side of the break, the great Roger Stone, best political analyst in the USA. He's going to talk about the Trump story, whether any of these uh, indictments are really affecting the election. I'm Kudlow. We'll be back with Roger Stone. Please stay with us.
Larry Kudlow on 77 WABC. 